All right, part two with Liz bringing us to the current moment. Sneak preview slash pop quiz. Was she running in the street with excitement when the election was called? That's right, she was not. She, quote, felt dead inside. (laughs) Oh, I actually stand in solidarity with her on that, so please don't give her a hard time. Um, Second question. Was her hangry boo not amused at our hours-long convo holding up dinner? That's correct. He was not. Um, All this (laughs) and much, much more in my part two combo with Liz. One of the reasons that Bernie, you know, I I love his, what he fights for. Mm -hmm. You know, I definitely, you know, I'm not ever going to be somebody who thinks like I'm all in for one person, no matter what they believe. You know, I'm a supporter of ideas and not people necessarily. But I love that he is so connected with the the young generation of Mm -hmm. politicians, Mm -hmm. with younger people. He actually listens to them. He doesn't, you know, call them useless, lazy, whatever. Like, why do you call them? Joe, bitch ass. Well, he's like, give me a break, guys. I have no empathy for it. No empathy. Like, God, yes. Mm -hmm. So one of the many reasons that I was not running out into the street cheering. Hello. (laughs) You know, when he won. I just felt dead inside. I was like, well, my my person already lost. So I've already been through this, you know, six months ago. It's more than, and when I like, when I examine... We have gone all over, but that's what was going to happen. When I examine like my reactions, like to the to the election results, it's it's not sour grapes, but it's like there was a level of plausible deniability we had in two thousand eight because like Obama was like a new character. He said all the right things on the campaign trail. If the lessons of the failure, abject failures, and the dereliction of duty from two thousand eight have not been internalized and everything everything says that they have not been by the Democratic Party and nothing is done to provide direct and immediate and swift, long-lasting relief for people after Joe gets inaugurated, what is coming after Trump is way more organized, way more ideological and way more dangerous. Yeah. And, 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 you, and you can't, and you can't say, and you won't be able to just give this like all shucks, like, oh, I don't know how this happened. Like, at this point, we know. So it's so it's like, I don't I don't know where he I don't know where he comes. I mean, I do know. I mean, his donor like, who's why is he there? Like the whole reason he was stood up by Obama was because nothing will fundamentally change. And for them, that's fine because they're all safe because they're all rich because they all have what they need and that is the source of their power. Um, but 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 that is that should be terrifying to everyone. There is no this is not a moment of relief yeah, at all. They will still fuck you, but they'll do it with decency. They'll do it with like rainbow colored lube. And and you know, more eloquent speeches. <laughs> this this is my issue is I don't know that Biden we'll see. I don't know that Biden will be that much better on a lot of things. He won't be as blatantly like I mean, he's not going to racist like, as Trump. He, he won't probably. be as demonstrably obnoxious 
and like knowingly like thumbing his nose at norms as Trump. But that does not a good president make. I'm not concerned about not getting fucking, you know, not having to see tweets about, I don't know, Melania's hairline and like I don't I don't care yeah. about his bullshit tweets. I don't care about how brutish he like I don't care. I do not care. Like what I do care about is how is there going to be equitable distribution of the resources people need to live their lives. That's all I care about and I can't find a single place where it's going to just be like yeah. We're going to fuck it up with Joe. I do, where? And, where? And when they fail, because they're already fighting the squad and, you know, you know, AOC is coming out being like, well, now that he won, we can say what we really think, yeah. which is you stand for you nothing. You don't know how to run a campaign. Yeah. How, how, has it, how is it even close? I don't how know. is it I don't even know. this close? It's bizarre i i don't know how this all works it doesn't yeah. make sense to me so what is your you know i know we've had a very roller coaster of a conversation you know kind of stream of consciousness <laughs> yes but uh, i want to know you know because i haven't gotten to ask you many questions at all sure, sure, sure. what what is your vision of things to come mm. what do you want to see materialize so my like through throughout the since for the last like four years it's only been in the last like four years and I've been able to distill distill a clearly articulated politic um yeah a clearly articulated politic which for me boils down to universal concrete material benefits for working people. Everything flows from that for me. Fuck yeah. And that means <laughs> that means exactly what it is. It's like everybody, I mean, I'm sure there are a minority of people who prefer to live outside in the in the elements, you know, in the wild, fact, you know, like bare grills, but everybody for the most part needs housing. That needs to be provisioned. Like, let's abolish the word access because that's not that's not doing the work that you think it is doing. Everyone needs to be provisioned housing. Everyone needs to be provisioned medical care because a body gets sick or things happen to it and it needs to be attended to. Everyone should be provisioned um, nutritious, healthy food. Everyone should be provisioned a clean environment uh, that they exist in with clean air, you know, unmolested soil, clean water, you know, the whole nine. Like, so what, what are, and everyone who desires should be, not, well, even before you get to like the, the college level, like, you know, this, this uh, secondary, everyone deserves a quality um, um, and safe environment to, or safe environment in which they receive a quality education period. And those who desire to go on to, um, uh, you know, post-secondary education should do so without, without any debt, not just, not just like a reasonable amount of debt, like no debt, like n nobody yeah. needs to, nobody needs to go into debt to go to school. Um, further, everybody, so long as we want to maintain this capitalist system where resources are distributed through markets, 
everybody needs a job. Or if, and if you, and if someone for some reason can't take a job because they have to stay home and raise children or look after a sick family member, a parent, you know, whatever, their wages need to be replaced by the state so that they can have the things that they need. So everything at this point, everything in my politic flows through the, the prism of, not prism, but is filtered through universal concrete material benefits for working people. And that is, that is irrespective of anything. Like, I don't care if you're a bastard. I don't care if you're a saint. I don't care if you, I don't, you know. Are a felon. I don't care if you're a felon. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, I do yeah. not care. You, you are a human being and we'll work from that. That's, that's it. Like you, you, there is nothing that, there is nothing that I believe one needs to do or demonstrate or show to make them worthy of living a dignified life, period. Like, bravo. That's it. But in so do in, in that vein, where I have, where I have, yeah, if I'm being honest, where I have trouble engaging my own political imagination is not everybody. That's not everybody's ministry some people you know do believe in this like meritocratic individualist like bootstrap whatever so it's like how 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 do we how do we work to if enough people you know buy into the whole you know universal concrete material benefits working people how do we how do we bring along the meritocrats the bootstrappers, do we need them? Um, I don't think they have to be mutually exclusive. Huh. I think everything you said, I completely agree with it. Mm -hmm. um, the, the things that should not be up to the free market to mm -hmm. decide mm -hmm. because the market's only interest is in making profit. That's it is right. not in supplying, in meeting the need of the people. That's right. I mean, Supply and demand is not about, I need healthcare, right. therefore you should provide it for me. Um, only some people can access those things. That's right. So any of those things that we deem to be necessary mm -hmm. for life, for a dignified, a, a dignified life, life yeah. for a, I'll say it, happy life. Yeah, that's right. You yeah. know, if you wanna have competition for who can have the best ride share, as long as we have great public transportation, yeah. who gives a shit? Yeah, that's right. You know, um, regulate those markets so that people aren't exploited, so that you can't pay people, you know, effectively a starvation wage while you're making crazy profits that's and then, right. you know, that's right. like saving all your money offshore and incorporating in fucking Ireland or whatever. Yeah, that's but, right. That's right. <laughs> you know, regulate what you can. Mm -hmm. And then provide everything else. That's right. Because we know that we can fucking pay for it. Yeah. So no excuses, America. Yeah, that's right. Pay for shit because you can. That's right. And stop saying how we're gonna pay for it right. as your like cop out. The cop out of of um providing what people need. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Do you so but in that but do you think this is a big question. Having lived through this very insanely anti-democratic year, both in the primaries 
and I mean, I mean, you could argue in the in the general too. I mean, do you is is the is in order to produce a better future or in order to presuppose a better future, just even in thought alone, is electoralism like is that the main? Is that still like the main avenue, the best avenue, the best strategy? I mean, that's not a fair question because I'm not. I'm just saying it's it's a it's a it's a dialectic because on one hand you need you would need legislators le- legislators sorry mm-hmm. to legislate something like Medicare for all into being, but on the other hand we know that as this as the system currently exists they will not mm-hmm. because that is not in their that is that is not in their interest in order to maintain their their current um uh, their current um power there's I wanted to say that another way that's not in their interest in order to maintain their current kind of orientation to power so on the other hand they will not legislate it into power so it's like what are we going I I mean I think we've seen and and this has been going on for so long, mm-hmm. but in in the last few years, especially with all of these um, like DSA Justice Dems candidates getting elected, mm-hmm. I think that we're finally seeing the power of mass organizing mm-hmm. and the pressure that that can assert on not only politics and like who's elected and who can be, who can actually push for these things mm-hmm. to be passed into law, but in just the general, um, I guess the, the paradigm, mm-hmm. you know, the, the paradigm shift towards these new ideas, um, towards the concept of like an individual actually having power, mm-hmm. Because I don't know if you felt this way, but I certainly have always felt this way, that it doesn't really matter what I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't ever really feel like on a national scale, my vote counts that much. Mm-hmm. Locally, I think for some reason, people are less invested in local politics. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of my friends were not that involved in the primary. Mm-hmm. And then when it came to the general, they were like what the campaigning, they were volunteering their time. I'm like, why didn't you get involved mm. when it mattered? Yeah, when you actually right. got to choose a candidate that represented you. Yeah, that's right. Um, so if we can just get people uh, excited about being part of something that represents them mm-hmm. outside of politics, just so having you, a group of people that you can organize with, and that. So you're. So am I understanding that you're saying that one of as a shift in kind of. A shift in thinking or looking at how we can change things or produce a better and different future is is harnessing energy outside of the electoral arena. I think we have to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it's the only it's the only way to. I mean, we know that the incumbency rate in the Senate and Congress is insane. Yeah, that's right. And now that, you know, and they were outraged when AOC, you know, ousted this long-standing Dem right. who, like, didn't do shit for his Dead district. Dick. Yeah. Uh-huh. But 
that's great. Like finally people are starting to realize that you can run candidates who oh, actually gosh. fight for the people in their districts and they can unseat these, you know, yeah. these incumbents that, is- that often don't have anyone running against them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's definitely a concerted like effort and strategy amongst these organizations and you know, there could be more. There could, but so, but here's, so, but so here's where, here's where I have trouble, and I think it's, and I think I have trouble because yeah. my brain is diseased, and I fucking, I just think of things in terms of how they are, yeah. like, oh, here are the institutions, here are the process, but where I have trouble with that is, what I saw, so okay, during during, my takeaways from, the primary com- campaign and what made it so magical and special that just like, when I think about it, it just takes my breath away, where a couple of things were present or a couple of components were like a part of the mix. It was that I think, I think it makes it easier for people to get involved in a kind of a collective push towards something better. It makes it easier when there's like a figurehead to lead that, like, you know, we were all working together closely, tirelessly to get Bernie to um, win the primary. So it makes it easy when there's a figurehead or it, it makes it it makes it um, easier to recruit people into the effort if there's a figurehead. Yeah. There's two, there's like a clear goal is like, okay, winning the primary is the first clear goal yeah. because then yeah. the task is to win the general. So a clear goal, third, is like there's a time there's a there's a there's an end date like we were you know we we're in California so you know Super Tuesday was the end date for that particular bit but you know the 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 the, the broader end goal being you know winning all or most of the primary contest which didn't happen because of you know Corona because of Barack Obama whatever uh, but like having a time ended thing and those are and then four of course I mean this isn't this this isn't negligible, but having that that figurehead or that 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 candidate, um, you know, espousing a, uh, having a platform that is broadly popular because of you know these concrete universal <clears throat> material benefits that people see that want are eager to benefit from. So those four things seem to me mm-hmm. be. Um, what were present in the campaign, and I, and I, I'm not saying that they would have to be present um, for for you know another mass organizing effort, but I think that makes it easier. Oh, it absolutely about does. It out because loud. think about the the network that we were able to create yep. just locally. Yeah and the network that the whole campaign created nationally, mm-hmm. they, you know, after all of that outreach, all of those phone calls and messages and volunteer hours, mm-hmm. it really, after, after Bernie dropped out mm-hmm. and said, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to fight to make sure whatever, you know, them, yeah. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Oh, sorry. No, that's go ahead. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wins, you know, it's like, he's been very, he, campaign for Hillary, so yeah. we knew he was going to do this. Yeah. It really fell apart. I mean, they they fell up. They tried. Apart. They tried, but it was a coalition of people that they 
they could have, and I don't know who the they is, yeah, yeah. you know, people um, at, at the top level of this yeah. campaign could have said, how are we going to use this yes. group of people? How are we going yeah. to organize them? And organizing is not easy work. That's right. It is very hard. Mm -hmm. You need somebody with vision, with, you know, directing, yeah. you know, your little army yeah. to go out there. I wouldn't say that, I would say that the thing that I really love mm -hmm. about the the Bernie campaign, mm -hmm. and I think, you know, I'm, I'm speaking for all of my fellow volunteers, sure. um, is that we all felt this collective sense that regardless of whether he won the primary mm -hmm. or the presidency, mm -hmm. that the work of going out and talking to people That's right. was still important work and left left a material change in the communities that we were volunteering in. Absolutely. So it's not like, I'm sure, I don't know what type of feeling the Biden volunteers had, but I cannot imagine that they left the campaign feeling like I have, I have changed people's minds for the better. Yeah. It was purely transactional. Yeah. They wanted to win that campaign. That's they right. did, That's right. but the work that I think we got really excited about was the fact that we could have important conversations That's right. that were not about my party needs to win yeah. over your party. What it was, you? do you want your life to be materially better That's right. in these ways? That's right. Here's how we can have, yeah. you know, here's, here's the path about forward. It. Let's yeah. talk about it. That's right. And so that work wasn't in vain. Right. It wasn't in vain, but it, I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. The, it was it was ooh, it was really heartbreaking after it was maybe I don't know if this was by the time I guess this had to be like after he dropped out there was one of there were they had like a series of kind of like um, like a, a super volunteer you know calls or whatever yeah. to just kind of like say thanks yes. and do wrap up yeah and, that's right yeah. And I remember, you, I, you might have been on this one but there was one for like see oh no yeah. Yeah. Was it that one? Yeah. I was on that one, but yeah. it was it was either that one or another one. I was fucking yeah. just, it was the beginning of the pandemic. I'm like, <laughs> at home, I ain't got shit to do. Who y'all want me to sit in front of a screen and watch today? Is it ALC? Is it Bernard? Who is it? But it was it was either that one or another one. But yeah. this was the one for the like the California um, delegation or 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 whatever, the California. And like they were going through the different kind of the big areas or whatever, mm -hmm. like the, the the groups and, you know, Claire talked, you know, for San Francisco yeah. and gave some shout outs. And then when they got to, it was, I think it was, it was either, um, what do you call it? In, it was either the Inland Empire mm -hmm. or LA where the, the head guy, head organizer, I don't know. Anyway, this, this Latino gentleman, he, um, I guess he had this thing for his, uh, for his office where he would do like roll call for like the volunteers or whatever. And he started crying and he got choked up and he was like, this is the last this. time. Were you, were you on that? Okay. Yeah. Where he got choked up and he was just like, and this is the last time I'll do roll call. And he just, he was choked up calling all the names of these volunteers. And, and I was just, and I was, and I, I think I started to cry too, because I got so choked up because it's like, I was, I think I was choked up at that moment for a couple of reasons. A, I've, I've never been involved in something more beautiful and breathtaking than being involved in that campaign, just seeing everyday people from all walks of life sacrifice their time, their energy for the greater good and doing so like, like 
so willingly. And then I was also, I, I'm, I'm sure I cried. I'm sure I was crying on that fucking call because I was already a wreck. I'm feeling a little teary right now. Just it, really, about it. it really is. But I was also like getting verklempt because it's like, like this, that was the, his, the army of volunteers, the, like the, the just wide swath of people was, was his, was the, the Sanders campaign strength. And to just have it, to have, to have had it and to have had it working so, um, tirelessly and, and well, quite frankly, and then to just like have that disintegrate or, or, or at least, you know, deflated or dejected, maybe disintegrate is the right word. It was just like, no, like this can't be like, it would have taken, it would have taken someone to step up and say, I'm willing to do this organizing work without pay. Yeah. Because once the campaign ended, there was no, I mean, all of those like, organizers, Claire, Holly, yeah. everyone that we worked with, that's right. they all had to go get new jobs. Yeah, that's right. Like because campaign work is no joke. That's right, that's right. And we were all, and I mean, that's another thing. Like we were, you know, there was a group of us, we were all willing to just like keep our lives just on hold and like follow the campaign in some other yeah, states. Yeah, we're like, fuck, we're moving we're to going New York. To New York. <laughs> we're going to have, you know, New York, you know, some of you know, Florida, da, da, da. And I mean, you know, the, the pandemic, like put the kibosh down on that. Um, but it was just like, it, it was, it was, I, I don't, where I draw strength from right now in this time of frustration and anger and disgust, if I'm being just very honest, where I draw strength from was that it was done. And one of my, as one of my professors in undergrad used to always say, like, people can do what has been done. So it has been done. I think that those four distinct factors were a big reason why it was able to be done. And now where I, where I draw hope and inspiration from, even though I have no evidence of like the exact, like, you know, oh, uh, 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 how, like, what's the PRD for rebuilding a movement? You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it can be done again, but I just, what I wonder and what I struggle with is like, under what conditions? Because right now I'm very soured on, on, on a, on an extreme concentrated focus uh, for an electoral strategy. I think that, you know, you know, as a result of, our political economy and and how our very parochial idea of government and how that happens is actually we're now you know seeing in real time every day that like yeah. that's not you're not actually you the voter are not really what matters at all you are there to like legitimate their right to rule but you are not where they bought they you are not the reason that they hold power or are able to like reproduce some semblance of power like at all so 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 right now my even though we still need that, again, it's a dialectic, like you need them to legislate the things that you want, but I don't think a focus, a focus on getting that done within the electoral realm is the way forward. That being said, it's like, if, if, if you or I were to imagine how that pressure would be exerted outside the a system of electoralism, like what would that look like? Would, would we, would, I think the answer is yes. Again, because people have done this before, but I, d- I don't even know where to start. But like, for instance, my, my idea, and I don't, I'm not 
you, you may agree, you may not agree, but I think that right now the one of the most powerful paths forward in terms of exerting pressure on the electoral system is like through reconstituting like a material base for like a strong or stronger labor movement. And it's like, okay, that sounds like, but like, what does that mean? And I don't know, but I think that means, I think that could mean a couple of things. Like, like starting like with the service sector because a, a large part of our economy is service sector mm-hmm. or starting with like logistics or transportation because that's how goods get moved around, um, you know, get to market or get to a factory where they're turned into, you know, they're refined, I mean, you know, to get it, you know, but yeah. it's like, and I don't, and I don't uh, right now, especially that's right. That's you right. You know, like, yeah, now is a great time because they have tons of leverage. That's right. Yeah. I think mm. we already have examples. Mm. Um, like the airline, the, um, the, 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 you know, a couple of years ago when there was that, um, government shutdown and the, um, and the, and the, was it the flight attendants union? Oh, I don't remember. Or there, it was, it was a, it was, there was a government shutdown under Trump. I think it was in like 2018 and, you know, like it didn't, it didn't last super long, but like, you know, it was just in the lead up to this action that broke it. It was like, you know, ah, you know. Mitch and Nancy and Chuck and Trump just wow, they're locking heads and ah, this could this could go on for a long time because blah, blah, blah. I don't even remember what the fuck it was. Oh, it doesn't matter. Whatever. But like the I think it was the flight attendants union mm-hmm. or the it was I think it was the flight attendants union. Anyway, the union leader organized a mass sick out because technically they're not allowed to strike, but yeah. like she organized a mass sick out. Done. Done. We, nope, we figured it out because we cannot be stopping commerce like this. Um, yeah. And they are willing to, you know, they're, they're willing to let this go for as long as they, and we can't, we can't handle that. So like she did what, what Chuck couldn't do, what Nancy couldn't do, what Trump couldn't do. And that, and that's very, I think that's very powerful. I think that's, um, that's very instructive. And when I see that, I'm like, yes, okay, it was done. It was done in recent memory. How can we replicate that? And so I know, worry about, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't know enough about this to really speak with any no, authority, okay. but we're abolishing experts here. Just that's pop true. off girl. That's yes, that is the point of this podcast. That's, that's right. true. So here's, right. uh, what I worry about when it comes to thinking about unionizing across the board is that when you don't have full employment, mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. always going to be, you know, mm-hmm. desperate, unemployed people mm-hmm. looking for, you know, wages mm-hmm. wherever they can find them, mm-hmm. you know? And so because they have to survive. Yeah. Yep. And so companies exploit this and they will, I, I mean, they'll treat their, their employees as if they're a dime a dozen because they are you're replaceable especially low skill work where it's like if you can drive a car you know if you can but do we but can we can do we have do we still mm, but i wonder if there's a if there are ways to think about organizing workers that are just as just as efficient in terms of 
ability mm -hmm. as unions without a union. That's not to say that I think, you know, unions should be gone, you know, there should be an in run around them, but in in their absence, yeah, like, is is there a way to get is there a way to get closer to the work of or yeah get get to the work of organizing just as quickly without a union? I don't know. I wonder though. I don't know the story behind this, so I'll, now that I'm saying it out loud, I'll, I'll look it up. But I wonder though how you saw how like the Tartine workers. Um, or yeah. were able to organize, I think it was end of last year or beginning of this year? It was the, ooh, I don't know when. Be I think it was the beginning of this year. Yeah, it was recent. I mean, it's definitely it within very... the last 12 months. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I like, I wonder how, I don't, I don't know the story and how to look it up and fucking figure it out and post about it. Um, but I wonder how that was, how that happened and how, difficult or easy I don't know it was like what is what were what did the workers gain like how antagonistic were was you know were the bosses to mm -hmm. that activity or were they fairly conciliatory because you know we live in you know kind of a I don't think so you, I think oh was, you I think, you think it, was it was a hard fought yeah ah, okay, okay. Uh, I, I don't know the details of the story either but mm -hmm. of what I do remember um it, was, it wasn't a cakewalk. It, no, it was a struggle. Uh, okay. And I mean, and that's, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I think that's how it will have to be because I've just given up on sh straight up electoralism. Um, but, but, I, and I, and I, but what I, and what I think the biggest thing that will run up against the biggest hurdle will be like the media and like, and, and the propaganda to demonize this effort. Cause like, Imagine, yeah. for instance, like truckers or truckers and or like port workers, like logistics, yeah. um, uh, workers who uh, work in the logistics realm, like strike, you know, that would, you know, that would have an immediate and like, and, and um, um, unavoidable kind of um, uh, effect on the economy, on the supply chains and blah, 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 which is, in my opinion, like the, the, um, the most, um, ah, not dramatic, but is the, uh, most visible way of like bringing yeah. attention to the, and like getting what you want. But, you know, I could foresee, you know, the, you know, the, uh, Rachel Maddow, <laughs> yeah. she's so fucking terrible. Rachel <laughs> Maddow, you know, like having a segment about how, you know, seniors can't get their medicine because of these selfish work and that, you know, and that like turning, you know, public opinion against it or having some of these people, you know, internalize some, some manner of guilt, like, Oh, I'm, I'm killing people's grandmas when it's like, no, actually the system as it is, is killing people's grandmas. Like, and if there's collateral, I mean, not to sound callous or whatever, because I love my grandma and I don't want anyone to kill her. You know what I mean? But it's like, if, of, course. of course there's going to be pain felt, but that's the point. Yes. That this, is, that is a means to an end. This is, this is the powerful, like, and you know, I mean, power in both terms of like money and political mm -hmm. power and corporate power. But they have been playing this game mm -hmm. forever. That's right. You know, so when they decided that uh, they wanted to 
you know, and they recently did this with immigrants, like immigrants are taking your jobs. Mm -hmm. If you, if you are underemployed or unemployed, it's not our fault. Right. It's not the corporation's fault. Right. It's not the government's fault. Right. It is the fault of those people who are coming those in others. and filling the place that you belong in. That's right. And, you know, they did this with, uh, the new Jim Crow. Mm -hmm. They're like, it's, it's not our fault. Right. It's other working class people, That's right. like people of color. It's their fault. Yeah. Demonize them. That's right. And so they pit us against each other, yep. tearing us apart. That's right. And it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, like, absolutely. you know, it's much easier. It's much easier. It's a much simpler story. That's right. Good propaganda. Yeah. You know, that's it's right. like, of course, of course, you're gonna believe that, especially if you already have some underlying bias. Mm -hmm. They just feed into it. That's right. But like, tyranny comes from the top. That's right. It comes from your boss. Mm -hmm. Huh? Yeah, go eat some food, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy's been waiting for us. He's so like, can sweet. You, can you yappy bitches please finish up? I want dinner. I didn't know he was waiting for us. <laughs> I didn't know he was I already ate. I'm talking to all these hungry people. That's right. Got one in this house. Do you want a plate? Oh, yeah, we're, we're going to We're almost done. Yeah, we're wrapping up right now. It's for me. been like four hours. No, has it really? What no, time it hasn't. It? It's like 10.30. Oh, it is. It's oh. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah, we just we had to Pete figure it out. Yeah. Pete the flow. Thanks, Pete. Now that he has food, he's totally into it. <laughs> Said the man with the bowl of chicken. I have a Because keep it going. He's so ridiculous. Oh my god. So what? On an ending note, just because my <clears throat> blood sugar is dropping. You have a very delicious oh, yeah. pie, potatoes, chicken. Was that chicken? Yeah. Okay. Chicken. Yeah, that's right. Chicken <laughs> in the oven. What? Of all of the, out of, out of, given everything that is just shitty. Just, there's Ooh, no two okay. ways of saying that. Yeah. Out of everything that is shitty, or considering, rather, that's a better way of saying it, considering everything that is shitty and, like, nonsensical and just, what? Where, like, what do you remain hopeful and optimistic about and why? And you can connect that to the committee or just, you know, because, you know, you fucking yeah. woke up this morning. I don't know, whatever. But what what do you remain optimistic or hopeful about and why? Hmm. Well, first of all, hmm. from getting to talk to hundreds and hundreds of people through the Bernie campaign, mm -hmm. people who you know, self-identified as Republicans yep. or Libertarians yep. or apolitical. Mm -hmm. I am very hopeful about the idea that there is this underlying desire by everyone, mm -hmm. regardless of what, what sort of label they put on it, mm -hmm. to have this set of needs met. Mm -hmm. And so if we can find a way to get everyone to fight for those together mm -hmm. and to not politicize them mm -hmm. because your right to healthcare should not be politicized. That's right. Um, I'm hopeful that we do have more in common than we think we do mm. in this very po 
like politically divided time. Mm -hmm. The other thing I'm hopeful for is just kids. Mm. Like young people in this country are badass. Mm -hmm. People on TikTok organizing to like buy a bunch of tickets at a Trump rally sure. is fucking hilarious. <laughs> but also amazing. Yeah, yeah, amazing yeah. that they could use the technology that mm -hmm. is so often used for evil. Mm -hmm. You know, technology is not inherently good or bad. Yeah, I think right, it's right. the user that defines it. Sure. But yeah, kids. Mm are amazing mm. and i think we need to listen to the young generation and mm. listen to their critiques of us because yeah. we've certainly gotten a lot of things wrong yeah you know like i've had my own political awakening over sure. the last few years and sure. it's going to continue and a lot of that i think is going to be through listening to the youth of this country and mm. saying what do you want the future to look like mm. tell me like mm. i will get on board because you ultimately will inherit this planet yeah. and like the fact that people in their 70s are still fighting for their dumb you know reactionary ideas when they like do they truly believe that they're creating a better world or are they just being selfish because we are going to inherit sure, this planet sure sure and i you know that's what i feel about the young mm. people so let's mm. listen to them mm. yeah. yeah what about you i mean i i draw strength Again, I don't have any, I don't have any basis for this because like things are terrible, but it's like, but I, okay, <clears throat> here's how it all shakes out of my brain. Things are terrible right now, like in many different ways of terrible for many different peoples here abroad, blah, blah, but I don't think that things in this moment I think that what, what trips a lot of people up, particularly like, you know, like people around our age, um, what trips a lot of people up is the, the kind of um, an understanding of how terrible things are right now as uniquely terrible and, and, and insurmountable. Mm -hmm. And that's not the case because, I mean, I think it helps to kind of zoom out and, you know, look at, you know, look at other eras or epochs of terribleness. There's a better way of saying that, but of terribleness and like how people decided like, no, no more. And like, and, you know, wage, you know, together wage, engage in, you know, struggle to improve things. So I take, so I find comfort in like a historical kind of lens of of people collectively deciding that no we're not going to do that anymore and we can do better and we will do better and I don't you know I don't give a I don't I that's it I'm not I'm not interested in being talked out of what I know to be true expert or not I don't I'm my the site of knowledge is me and I know that this is bullshit <laughs> So, so I take solace in, in a historical lens of like people, you know, things have been terrible before across the world for different peoples and people have found it in them to look to their family, look to their neighbors to say, yo, this ain't it. And like, we're going to, we're going to do something different because we deserve better than this. So that's one. Two, I also find, I, I, I find like solace and hope in like 
the whole point of like, a, in my opinion, one of the whole points of like a, a coming to some sort of like a political awakening that has a particularly like leftist bent or anti-capitalist bent is that it gives you a framework to not only analyze and understand like why things are the way they are, but then give you a framework or understanding of like, and here is how they, here's, here's how they can be changed. I think that gives us the tools to like, to think of and try different things. And then third, and I don't, I think, I guess the third thing is, is like, I think, I think enough people, not certainly not everybody, but I think enough people are more invested in like, what are you trying to say, Janelle? I don't know what I'm trying to say. What I think what I'm trying to say is I think more people are like focused on like the here and now of the material conditions of their life and not always forsaking that or the truth of that for some grand, potentially, you know, rich, mm. like future. I'm not saying, I'm not, I mean, if you want to, if you want to be just filthy fucking rich, go for it. But, uh, but I think that more people now are just like, okay, today, like, this um. is what I, this is what I need, or this is what my community needs, or this is what my family needs. I'm focused on that and not, you know, So like, people want security of well-being versus playing the lottery of capitalism. Right. I think you're right. That's what I'm saying. I think that like, more people are, are want the security and well-being of what they know is common sense and attainable. Yes. Right now, then like, you know, just this, you know, this, you know, capitalist fantasy. And so I find I take solace in that because I think that that is is a better recruiting ground for for like the, the 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 battles that we need to that will be in, that are being engaged in right now and will be engaged in in the near term is when you can it's when you can look at somebody and them understand understand what they stand to benefit from right now and not like be afraid of you know like Oh, but you know, when I do make fifty million dollars, I don't want my tax rate to be thirty percent. You know what I mean? Like exactly. Let's stop fighting for the wealthy. Yeah, that's right. Class when, when you most regular of us, as hell. Yeah, most of us will never be that. So like, let's not worry about it. And that's okay because and it's like it's fine. What does that even mean? Anyway, I don't know. Oh, yeah, anyway. it's just security. I mean, right. let's stop. Uh, yeah, there's that's a whole other episode. Let's let's stop. Uh, making this like rich and famous lifestyle so desirable yeah that's right like it's unattainable for most people right. you don't need it to be happy. by design right you yeah. don't need it to so, be happy like and a lot of times it's actually makes you unhappy yeah that's right so that's right yeah let's let's change american culture yeah oh god let's just change it uh, let's, up. Just, let's just flip a switch uh. <laughs> easy <laughs> Thank you for being my inaugural guest. Oh, I was a real honor. Mucho appreciated. I am still shocked that you asked me. No, you you were the person I've always thought of for first I guest. Always love talking to you. Thank you. I know this will not be our last conversation. About no, any fuck of no. You about to be? I mean, until you know, until you guys <laughs> abandon me by yeah. moving to New York, but, I'm sure you'll be a recurring. Oh. 
future. Yes, but I always have fun with these kind of conversations yeah. and I always feel a little lighter. Yeah, that's right. Them. That's right. That's yeah. right. Knowing that I have a kindred spirit. Yeah, that's right. You know. That's right. We got it. <laughs> we have to remind each other that we're still out here. Our we're campaign here. might have I mean, been I see you that often. That's right. That's right. We're Goddamn pandemic. That's but... right. That's right. That's great. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you. And it was so nice to be able to sit with you yeah. and look at your That's right. pretty face. You're being very nice right now. <laughs> and like, actually get to ridiculous. talk in person. Yeah. Like, I will never take that for granted again. Yeah, right, ever. You know? <laughs> That's right. So, That's right. thank you, That's Janelle. Right.